0: Who?
1: Peter Andre, the singer. Who? Okay, never mind. This story is going to mean absolutely nothing to you at all. I know whatsoever.
0: Andre three thousand. Hey, no. yeah, doo, 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 doo.
1: Okay, right. So Peter Andre and Andre three thousand are very different from each other. Really? Yeah. Hello, you're listening to Brazil Nuts. An insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics. With your hosts, Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Garrett Davis. Usher's personal dog stylist. Coming up on this episode, we're talking about... Energy distribution. In Brazil. Mm, Mmm... Sexy. Please remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review things. Maybe... You... Are... Ordering something online. For Christmas. So you go to the checkout and you're asked, how would you like this delivered? Would you like this delivered first class? Where it will definitely turn up on time, but it will cost you an extortionate amount of money to do so. Or would you like it delivered the second class? Where who knows when it'll turn up, really? Could be 2022, we don't know. And you're like, honestly, online shopping store, I'm disappointed in the options that you presented me. But I tell you, what I'm never disappointed in, it's Brazil Nuts. It's a first class podcast. Yeah? And you'd probably like it. Okay, bye. Have you ever heard of a website called Pretty Scale?
0: No. Am I ruining another story?
1: No, 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 I can explain this to you. <laughs> what it does is it takes a picture of your face.
0: Oh, God, no.
1: And then it tells you whether or not you're good looking.
0: Oh, my God. Based
1: on an algorithm. Awful. Mm-hmm. So what I did is I took a pair of googly eyes and I stuck them through my thumb <laughs> and I drew a little mustache <laughs> on my thumb and I took a picture of it and I sent it to Pretty Scale. Now, apparently, my thumb is 83% good looking. <laughs> Which would be fine, except then what I did is I uploaded my own picture <laughs> to Pretty Scale. And that, that didn't go so well.
0: How much did you get? Seventy-one. <laughs> oh my God, that is terrible. That that website exists. Not a seventy-one percent prettiness. That that is great. That is a solid C.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> but that that website should not exist. That's terrible.
1: Congratulations on being just barely passably. <laughs> Not unattractive.
0: I'm sure they don't, you know, take into account that you're ginger.
1: You would be the most handsome man thing in the swamp. That's what you would be.
0: (laughs) Oh my god.
1: Anyway, so, that was was a terrible way to start my day. When it turns out that you could literally draw a face (laughs) on a thumb, and it would be more attractive than I am.
0: It didn't even have hair, I guess... They do prefer them bald.
1: Who prefers who bald?
0: That is a saying in Portuguese that women prefer bald men. It's a song.
1: But is that a euphemism for willies?
0: No, it's literally men without hair on their head. But it does have a warning. The results of this test can be unexpected and unreliable. If you have low self-esteem or and, or and confidence issues, I've never seen or and. It's always and or.
1: Yeah, Con- it is and or.
0: Confidence issues. Please do not take this test. Well, I have therapy on Thursday, so let's see what happens. Take a picture. Ooh, this is gonna be bad.
1: <laughs> Hi, Shalea. This
0: is very time-consuming.
1: I know, right? Totally worth it if you spend. <laughs> 20 minutes previously trying to get googly eyes to stick to your thumb.
0: <laughs> you could have just drawn them on.
1: No. Why would you do that? If you've got a set of googly eyes, you're not going to just draw eyes on. Wait, what'd you get?
0: 75%?
1: Damn it! Damn it!
0: I have a God big damn it. forehead and big interocular distance. No, I don't.
1: I didn't like to say, but...
0: Oh my god, there's a body test, too. Oh, this is terrible. I'm leaving this website. I already feel terrible about myself.
1: For what it's worth, though, I think your interocular distance is... (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Well, almost fine. I mean, you know, there's some work you could get done there, but it's mostly fine.
0: I remember this episode of Family Guy where they have a drawing of Uma Thurman on and her eyes keep... Going off in the distance and she keeps putting them back to her face. Awful. So mean. Mm. And now it just made me think of that.
1: Okay, good. So, Uma, if you're listening. (laughs) I know you, Chris O'Donnell, and Scott Pakula enjoy listening to Brazil Nuts while you're having your cheese and wine shindigs.
0: I think she's beautiful.
1: Uh, yeah, we, we we think you're great. Don't listen to Larissa talking about your eyes drifting far and wide apart from each other.
0: It's not me, it's Scott McFarlane. He's the jerk.
1: Yeah, we think you're great. Anyway. Although I'm trying to think of a really great movie you've been in, and I can't at the moment off the top of my head.
0: Pulp Fiction. Eh. Dude!
1: Eh. <sighs> I'm so over Tarantino.
0: Yes, sure. Everyone is. But Pulp Fiction is a legitimately good movie.
1: Is it, though? Is it really?
0: I don't know. Now you're making me question everything.
1: See? That's what I mean. Right. Go back and watch Pulp Fiction.
0: I did like Kill Bill.
1: Okay. no, Kill
0: Bill is legitimately good. Come on.
1: The first one or the second one?
0: I like the series.
1: Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Reservoir Dogs is still Tarantino's best movie. Sure. Also happens to be his first movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, however, is the legit dirt worst movie I have ever seen. Don't at me. Speaking of movies... Yeah? Did you hear about what Mario Lopez is up to these days?
0: The guy who has never been in an actual movie? No.
1: Ah! 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 Well, you're wrong. Because Mario Lopez will soon be starring as an iconic figure of Americana in an upcoming Lifetime movie.
0: Whenever I listen to the word Americana, I cringe (laughs) so (laughs) hard. It's got to be the dumbest word ever invented.
1: Do you want to have a guess who it is?
0: What, Mario Lopez?
1: Yeah, who Mario Lopez is playing. Now, technically speaking, this is a mini-movie. So it's likely just to be a commercial?
0: Okay. Who is he playing?
1: Are you not going to guess?
0: No. I'm bad at guessing.
1: Have a guess.
0: Barack Obama.
1: Think think more iconic <laughs> than Barack Obama.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: This person would often be found wearing a white suit.
0: Oh, 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 um, Jenner, the, 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 uh, Caitlyn Jenner.
1: Excellent. No, it's not Caitlyn Jenner.
0: Okay. Also,
1: I like the idea that you landed on Caitlyn Jenner after I said, more iconic than Barack Obama.
0: Well, you said white pantsuit.
1: No, I didn't say a white pantsuit. I said a white suit. Oh. Also, I like the idea that Mario Lopez, of all people, would be playing Caitlyn Jenner.
0: I would think it was outrageous.
1: I'd I'd agree.
0: Yes, me too. I, I also think it would be outrageous for him to play Barack Obama, but you're not leaving me much choice. You're making me guess, and I'm the world's worst guesser.
1: Not that I'm doubting <laughs> that Mario Lopez doesn't have the dramatic chops to carry it off. Mario, we love you. Just want to point this out. You know Brazil Nuts is his favorite podcast. I listen to it all the time. Sure. Yeah. Him, Chris O'Donnell, Scott Bakula, and Uma Thurman, Cheese and Wine Party, Brazil Nuts on the Stereo, love it, they do. Have a rare old time.
0: You're just trying to get people to do cameos. Do
1: you think Mario Lopez is on cameo? Anyway, this is... No, this is getting (laughs) beside the point.
0: Yes, it is. Just tell me.
1: Okay, so Mario Lopez in a mini-movie that will be premiering on Lifetime, 12 noon, this Sunday. Okay. Mario Lopez will be playing Colonel Sanders...
0: Is it the chicken? Is it KFC?
1: That's right.
0: Ding, 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 ding.
1: So, Mario Lopez will be playing a hot Colonel Sanders in the movie A Recipe for Seduction.
0: That sounds disgusting.
1: Now, here's the thing. Did you know, did you know, the KFC released a romance novel back in 2017?
0: KFC released a romance novel?
1: They did, yes. See, the idea was, (laughs) this is genuinely true, that Mother's Day is the biggest selling day for KFC. Every year, without fail. Because
0: mothers don't cook.
1: Exactly. And what do mothers love more than greasy chicken that gives you indigestion? Well it's trashy romance novels and so some suit somewhere high up in kfc decided this was a brilliant idea so what you would do is if you bought 20 dollars worth of chicken from kfc on mother's day in 2017 you would get a free romance novel with it plus plus they released it for free on amazon as well so you could download it as a ebook or whatever
0: why but w- why don't they just partner with a publisher that already releases romance novels?
1: Well, that's a very good question. The answer is because this smacks of a decision that was made literally with about three days' notice.
0: It feels like somebody's cousin wrote a novel and couldn't get it published.
1: Do you know how right you are about this? It's scary how right you are about this because the book itself was called Tender Wings of Desire.
0: Oh, gross. And on
1: the cover itself, it features Colonel Sanders looking exactly like Colonel Sanders and nothing like Mario Lopez, holding this woman in in an embrace in one hand while the other hand holds a drumstick. Oh, my God. But the type of drumstick that plays a drum, the type of drumstick that's covered in a... Yeah,
0: we get it. We get it. It's chicken.
1: Secret blend of herbs and spices. (laughs) But that has nothing to do with the actual story inside it. The story inside it is literally about... It's set in Victorian England about some poor lass who doesn't want to marry her fiancé and meets a sexy sailor by the name of Harlan Saunders. And they go off and, you know have a dalliance together, that's basically it.
0: You've read it, haven't you?
1: It does very much feel like, from what I understand, (laughs) of this book, which I definitely don't own a copy of, that somebody just went through it as a Word document and then pressed Ctrl-F and then replaced all the mentions of the character's actual name with harlan sanders the key behind this however while we're speaking about mr sanders you've been asking me for a couple of weeks now if there's anything i want for christmas because we've decided having embarked on this adventure together yes as a pair of somewhat profesh podcasters that we're gonna buy each other christmas gifts Yes. And for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, I'd be going, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Because the truth is, I don't know. Because I there's nothing particularly that, you know, floats my boat as far as gifts are concerned. However, do you know how Harlan Sanders became a colonel?
0: No. I'm assuming he went to war.
1: No. No. Colonel is an honorary title granted by the governor of Kentucky.
0: Okay. You want that?
1: Yeah. Now, what you can do in these modern times, they accept nominations for the kernels of Kentuckyisms on their website, on the actual Kentucky state governor's website.
0: How much is that?
1: Free. You're kidding. Right? So, I'm not saying that you have to nominate me.
0: I'm doing it right now
1: for Christmas.
0: I mean, I already bought your Christmas present, but I'm doing that right now.
1: For a Kentucky colonelship. But if you did so, and if you wrote such a great nomination that I could then go around calling myself Colonel Davis, (laughs) I'd I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with it, is what I'm saying.
0: I have to write an entire thing to nominate you?
1: Yeah, you You've got to give reasons why you're nominating me. You can't just say... You can't just, you know, submit a name.
0: Oh, God. Okay, now this turned complicated.
1: Well, it's not it's not that difficult, really. Just mention all my charity work. <laughs> the fact that I'm an award-winning writer.
0: You won't tell me the awards you've won.
1: The fact that I'm so handsome that <laughs> whenever I walk into any public space, people applaud. I mean... You can't trust computers and algorithms, is what that proves.
0: What did the website highlight as your problem areas?
1: Uh, it said that, quite frankly, I may end up with vicious facial injuries from people who were just too jealous of how good I look. That's That's what it said. Anyway, my point is, if anyone out there is looking to get me a Christmas gift, no names mentioned at all larissa and if they wanted to nominate me as a colonel of kentucky and wrote such a fantastic nomination that they would simply have no choice but to award me with one that'd be okay i'd be all right with it.
0: please make this man a colonel of kentucky he has watched justified hundreds of times
1: several times i love justified it's amazing (laughs) i know Do you know Timothy Oliphant isn't a cow Anyway, carry on.
0: I know. You've talked about this on the podcast.
1: But he isn't a cowboy. I know. Timothy Oliphanti is not a cowboy. He's an
0: actor.
1: But he's such a cowboy. He's the best goddamn cowboy I've ever seen. And he's not a cowboy. he's a very
0: good actor. Okay. Anyway.
1: He's a very good cowboy. He's the best cowboy.
0: Belo Horizonte has gone dry as well. In a pathetic attempt to... Make bars and restaurants less crowded.
1: Now, is it a pathetic attempt to make bars and restaurants less crowded? Or, or, is it a brazen attempt to be cool because Wales did it first? Which one is it?
0: it's a pathetic attempt because they should just shut everything down. And find the people who don't. Okay. So... It just should be done. Now, Wales has vaccines. I saw that. They started to vaccinate, so good for you. But we don't, and we won't for a very long time. So, shut it down, people. Anyway, I wanted to tell you that we we have gone dry as well. But instead of making moonshine in my bathtub, I have ordered my wine online.
1: Hmm. Okay, so what you're saying is is that if somebody should make their own bathtub Moonshine, and if they should label it and market it as Pappy Davis's Funtime Juice, there's a hole in the market in Brazil, is what you're saying. No. Okay. Are you sure about this? I am. Check with your local suppliers, guys. That's all I'm saying, okay? Go up to the counter and say, Hey, do you have Pappy... Davis's fun time juice behind that.
0: No, don't go up to the counter. Don't get out of your house. Stay indoors, assface.
1: But if you happen to be by a counter, any counter'll do. Pharmacy, who knows? I mean it's like 75% proof alcohol anyway. So if you happen to be, you know, at a hardware store and you're like, I see you've got terps, but do you have Pappy Davis's fun time juice? Just ask around.
0: The fuck is a terp?
1: turpentine. Oh, okay. Anyway, what are we talking about today?
0: Today we're talking about the energy infrastructure in Brazil. Because Amapá continues to have power outages. It continues to have issues with its electricity. It continues to be underserved. So I decided to look into this.
1: Okay. Now, how long has that been going on with uh, because it feels like we've been talking about it for months and months and months.
0: It's been now. like a month. It's been right, at least a okay. month.
1: That's a long-ass time, though.
0: Yeah. it made me remember um, the early 2000s. We had rationing of energy in 2000, mm. between 2000 and 2002. And okay. made me think of that. And I decided to just look up some information about this so we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. So, for my research, there are two perspectives that we can use to criticize our infrastructure. One being that it's a major strategic system for any country, Mm -hmm. and ours kind of sucks. And from the perspective of human rights, because it's not equally distributed across the population. and Talking about human rights, they've evolved with humanity. So right now, even not having internet means, you know, you're lacking in human rights because that means you don't have access to information that other people have access to. You don't have access to networks that other people have access to. So while somebody gets to make a phone call or send a text to their friends, their family, or their representative, some people don't. So that kind of thinking is what we need to have when we're talking about this. Because sometimes people go, oh, but that's not necessary to live. You don't need the internet or you don't need electricity. But when we're talking about human rights and quality of life, yeah, you do. People should have access to the same things in the same quality hmm. so a few basics most of brazilian energy is generated by hydro so water you know water plants really yeah
1: okay i take it that's used as a it's a renewable energy source then In that
0: yeah case. most of our energy comes from a re- well we say renewable i'm sure it is But it doesn't mean that it doesn't have negative consequences. When you create a dam to, to make a power plant with water, you are displacing a lot of people. You are hurting, hurting the flora, the fauna. So a lot of care has to go into that. And you're just making this huge construction in a place that, you know, it's, has been populated by people has wildlife. So just because it's renewable, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have negative consequences. Okay. So we have thermal energy. So using Mm -hmm. diesel fuel and coal. Then we have wind energy, solar, and nuclear. So the... I don't know the word in English. Hydro energy? No.
1: Hydropower.
0: Okay. So hydropower... Which makes it
1: sound a bit like... A really rubbish superhero. (laughs) Aquaman. Yeah, Aquaman and hydropower. If you're (laughs) next to a body of water, ooh, you better watch out, Dr. Doom. So. Get your mask all rusty.
0: (laughs) Hydropower represents 64% of our energy. Okay. And thermal is about 23%. Wind is 9%. So it's very. Weird to me that solar energy is only one point five percent.
1: When you live in Brazil, yeah. Okay, that yeah, no, that makes sense though, really, because it's not like the sun ever shines in Brazil at all, yeah, whatsoever. And, and
0: it's not like there's an entire area in the country that's pretty much a desert and doesn't rain at all ever. Mm,
1: mm. Yeah, I mean, it's very famous for its miserable climate, is Brazil, really, honestly. Try putting your clothes out on the line, (laughs) and you can't, because they end up as damp as they were when you took them out of the washing (laughs) machine in the first place. Rubbish. Rubbish, Brazil.
0: (laughs) Yeah, most of us don't have dryers. We use clotheslines.
1: So what you're saying is, is not only there's a hole in the market in Brazil for Pappy Davis's Fun Funtime juice, there's also a hole in the market for anybody who's looking to sell tumble dries as well.
0: No, because we don't buy them.
1: But as we've just discussed, Brazil's climate is very much akin to Manchester's.
0: <laughs> I actually know Brazilian people who live abroad who miss using clotheslines.
1: Why is it? Is a tumble driver too convenient for them? <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I? like? You know what I like doing? <laughs> I like it taking an extra two hours for my clothes to be wearable.
0: It does ruin some clothes, so it's not every clothes that you can tumble dry.
1: I and mean, tell me about and it. And
0: I don't know. There is there is a crispness to something being dried in a clothesline.
1: I know. I know. My leopard print. Boxer shorts will never be the same again. Honestly.
0: Okay, so in 2003, President Lula created the Light for All Program, Luz para Todos.
1: Put them on now, and you end up looking like it's less of a leopard print, more of a lemur print.
0: I'm just, I'm just gonna let you finish that.
1: Lemurs are the ones with the long fingers, right? Lemurs? Yeah.
0: I I guess they're the there's the it's the one in Lion King. Oh, my God. You're Googling it. Yeah. You're never going to get this. No. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Gun. Yeah. So, a lemur is the one with the, with the long finger, which is why my tight boxer shorts look like Oh, that.
0: my God. No. Okay. So, President Lula created the Light for All program in 2003. Mm-hmm. So, 16.5 million people have been served by this program, which means that before 2003, there were at least 16 million people without electricity. So, when you look at the data before then, so in 1991, only 86.9% of the Brazilian population had access to electricity. In the Southeast, that was 95.8% access. Mm-hmm. In the north region that was sixty seven percent access. When we get to two thousand, for the whole of Brazil, ninety-four percent point five had access to electricity. The north went from sixty seven to eighty one point six percent run. And the southeast went from ninety five point eight to ninety eight point eight percent.
1: But Brazil is As we've previously discussed on this podcast, Brazil Nuts, check us out wherever you get podcasts. But Brazil is both very big and full of people. Full-ish. Okay, there are more people that live in your city that live in my entire country. It's fairly big. True. Yeah? Right. Okay. So...
0: But my point is certain regions have less people than others.
1: Yeah, okay, but even then only 81.9%
0: point
1: .6. Uh, yes. 0.6%? So yeah, in the
0: North. 19% is a lot of people.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. That's a that's a that's a vast amount of people. It sounds like a relatively small number compared to the 81%, but we're still talking about a vast amount of people who do not have access yeah. to electricity.
0: And that was 2000.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but we're not talking about 1940s or 1950s.
0: No, I know. But when President Lula created the Light for All program in 2003, yeah. the point was to bridge that gap.
1: Good, excellent.
0: The northern states started to have more access. And now in 2019, we have Acri with 99%... Amazonas with 96%, Roraima with 94%, Rondonia with 98%, Pará with 99%, Amapá with 99%, and Tocantins with 98%. The problem here is quality of this access, which I'm mm-hmm. still going to talk about. So, yeah, most of our energy use is industrial. So it's factories and agribusiness. Then you have residential, so it's respectively 34.8% and 29.6%. Then you have commercial uses, shops, malls, crap like that, 19%. Then you have people in rural areas, 6%. So that's much lower access. When When you look at per capita consumption, the north region actually had a decrease in use Last year of 1%, everybody else had an increase. And the regions that use more per capita are the Southeast with 88 million people and a usage of 2.698 kilowatts per inhabitant. And then you have the South with 30 million people and 2960 kilowatts per inhabitant. And then the Midwest... Now, this is the surprising one. They have 16 million people and a per capita consumption of energy that is 2357 kilowatts per inhabitant. Wow. Yeah, because that's where most agribusiness farms are.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's where the cattle is. Mm -hmm.
1: And they need a lot of prodding. (laughs)
0: So when you look at the Northeast, so a lot of our industries are in the Southeast. But when then, when you look at the Northeast and the North, their consumption per capita is in the North, 1.793 kilowatts per inhabitants. And in the Northeast, 1.465. So it's way yeah. lower.
1: Yeah, way lower
0: because they actually don't have as much to use. They don't get enough so that they can use in the same way. So what happens in the north a lot is that they don't have the transmission lines. So a lot of Brazil is served by transmission lines. You have the hydropower plants and transmission lines serving the entire country. When you look at a map of transmission lines, you get to the north and they disappear. They're, they're gone. This happens because There's a lot of water, it's a lot of rivers, it's hard to get to. So we have isolated systems. The isolated systems are most diesel oil. They are thermal plants fueled by diesel oil, like 99% of them. So now the estimate is that the population in the north region without access, any access to energy, to electricity, is about 1 million people. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's denying people a basic human right. So, a lot of these issues come from privatization. And that means understanding that energy is generating it, transmitting it, and distributing. Mm -hmm. So, all of these steps can be privatized. This model means that the state sells assets and takes on burdens. So, the Amapá State Company... The MAPA Electric Company wasn't sold because there weren't any buyers for it. Wow. But the Sao Paulo Electricity Company has been sold. A long time ago, it was privatized. Mm.
1: But the MAPA one presumably hasn't been sold because there's not enough money to make from purchasing said electricity company.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so it was absorbed by the Brazilian Electricity Company Which hasn't been privatized
1: yet. Yet. Mm, Okay.
0: And there is actually a big danger of layoffs right now. And the people that will be laid off are the ones that are working... Wait, hang
1: on. Wait, wait, wait. ...to get
0: electricity.
1: Let me guess. Let me guess. What? Is it the people who are looking to get uh, electricity back in Amapá? Yep. Wow.
0: The people who work for Electrobras.
1: Wow. Wow. I did not see that coming. At all, whatsoever.
0: (laughs) So, almost all transmission has been privatized. Most generation of energy is private. One of the biggest hydro plants hasn't been privatized, which is Itaipu. It's one of the biggest in the world.
1: Sorry, how do you pronounce that? That was... Itaipu.
0: Itaipu.
1: Itaipu. Okay. I know... This is not the point in any way, shape, or form. That's really fun to say. e
0: <laughs> Some haven't been fully privatized, but they give away concession rights. So the electric company of Minas Gerais hasn't been privatized, but they give away the concession rights to, through auctions. So that means we lose the profits mm-hmm. of generating energy here yeah. or there. So all of this means that the, the institutional infrastructure is really messy because you have the Ministry of Mines and Energy.
1: Ministry, I just want to clarify that was the Ministry of Mines and Energy, right? Not Mimes and Energy.
0: No, not Mimes. Mines.
1: Okay. Okay. Good. Excellent. Because do you know that, that wall? That they're always getting trapped behind. Yeah. This will blow your mind. It's not really there.
0: So then you have a private entity called the, nas- the national operator of the electric system. So you
1: tried to carry on then and you, you just failed. <laughs> Eventually the laugh got you. That's the thing.
0: And that, <laughs> And that institution centralizes the power plants where the energy is generated. Mm-hmm then you have the national en- the national a-
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the national agency of electric energy and that is a public agency that regulates everything but it has very little power the fines that are applied to the energy companies are minuscule And then you have the Chamber of Energy Commercialization, which is another private entity which commercializes energy. And then you have the Energy Research Company, which is a public company, and that subsidizes the planning of the energy field. So most of the information that I have here comes from the energy company, the energy research company, and from the Brazilian Institute of Geography and Statistics.
1: Citations.
0: Yeah, that's all gonna be in our show notes.
1: Really? Where 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 can where can people read said show notes if they so choose?
0: BrazilNutsPod.com.
1: Sorry, what's that? What what? What?
0: BrazilNutsPod.com.
1: I I it, that sounds like it's an actual legitimate website that people can go to.
0: It is! And and there'll be maps and charts.
1: Uh we are trying to get people to actually visit the website though, yeah? Yeah! Okay, alright then. So, <laughs> go for some maps, I guess. And, and charts, <laughs> I suppose.
0: So, this, uh, the fragmentation of the energy sector in small companies that don't have the scale to operate results in these ill-equipped companies that don't have the ability to react to something like what happened in Amapá. So what happened Mm -hmm. there, we've known that it was possible since April. They sent a letter to the ministry saying, hey, because of COVID, we might actually have issues with the system because we won't be able to give it maintenance and our backup is broken. So they were supposed to be fixing the backup. They have been doing it for a year. They sent a note saying, due to COVID, people aren't going to go maintain the services. So there might be an issue. Nothing was done. And this substation that blew up, it's where the transmission lines go into that. And it transforms high-tension currents into low-tension currents to then distribute it to people in Amapá. So the consequences of that means that, for instance, one resident said in an interview that there's always power outages, especially in poorer neighborhoods. But it's not really a very serious problem. That's her saying it. Usually it's about 20 or 30 minutes every week. So you live with the constant possibility that you're going to have a power outage. So you imagine that the quality of the energy that you're receiving is also not as good. So the light bulbs that you can use are a specific kind and of a specific quality because the energy you received is not as good. People lost food because their fridges weren't working. People didn't have access to the internet. Hospitals were losing medicine, vaccinations. So what I would like to point out here today is that the Life for All program was incredibly important in making sure that people had the basic access to electricity. But as most things, and as I have said this in this podcast many a times before, it is now something that has been left aside And since the coup. Also, during Dilma's administration, it was working side by side with the Internet for All program. Because first you get everybody basic electricity, and then you get everybody internet. Now it's, this is what we get. We get an entire state without electricity, without assurances. And the bill for using the thermal plants to light up Amapá is actually going to all Brazilians now. We are going to pay for that in our energy Hmm. bill instead of the private company that should have been doing the maintenance properly instead of the private company that should pay a fine that should be paying to work those thermal plants so people in Amapa could have electricity. Actually we are all gonna have price hikes in our energy bills.
1: Hmm Okay.
0: So most countries actually don't have even the United States haven't hasn't privatized electricity. That's how strategic electricity is.
1: The UK has, however. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's gone well for us, honestly. Brilliant, it's brilliant. (laughs) Every time there's a price hike, uh, which happens quite a bit, then we all gather in one big circle, all the elders of the village, and we just (laughs) nod at each other and go, I I think this is a brilliant idea. I think this is a brilliant idea.
0: Yeah, ours. most of ours was privatized during the government of Fernando Henrique Cardoso in the 90s, Mm -hmm. very neoliberal government, loved privatizing shit, that's also when we had severe issues with energy throughout the whole country and had to ration energy because there was lack of investment and also a drought and there wasn't enough investment and so we had to ration energy for a really long time and so his decision his brilliant decision was last let's privatize everything there was actually during my research i actually found a link with the 10 worst outages in, in the history of brazil mm-hmm. like that's how ridiculous the situation is and it's just that concept of there are some basic things That should not be up for the market, that everybody needs to have access to, and that people shouldn't draw profit of. Electricity is one of them.
1: Yes, indeed. Agreed.
0: Water is another. Here, water, it it does belong to the state. You can not actually sell water. When you buy a bottle of water, you're buying the bottling process and the actual bottle, not the water. Hmm. I'm I'm always shocked when I'm in Europe and I have to buy a bottle of water and the price of it. It, it always irritates mm. me to no Yeah,
1: Absolutely. However, what is value for money that also comes in a bottle? That's right, Jalea. It's Pappy I know, Pappy Davis fun time, time juice. juice.
0: That's disgusting.
1: Get it where it's good, right in your face hole.
0: So. Dear listeners, spread the word. The state should not have profits, and there are certain things the market should not be allowed to touch. One of those things is vaccinations and medicine.
1: Yes, true. That
0: okay, rent
1: okay, for now. good.
0: When we do an episode on mining, then you're really gonna see me rent. Okay, so do you have any questions?
1: I don't know. No, I don't think so.
0: Happy day, I don't
1: who. No, no, that's not me, I want to point out. Because, again, once again, for any members of Her Majesty's Police the Force... people? ...who might be listening right now, I am well aware how illegal producing bathtub moonshine would be. <laughs> Pappy Davis, on the other hand, is an international man of mystery. <laughs> and not only with his methods forever remain a secret. His true identity will, as well.
0: Alright then. So do you have any questions? Not Pappy Davis. No,
1: I don't. Other than, has the situation in Amapá improved at all? Or is it likely to improve at all, in the future?
0: No. Is there a time scale behind
1: Um, when it's likely to improve? Is there anything that we can do (laughs) to help it improve?
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, no. So they had the first round of elections this yeah. Sunday. They've elected, I mean, in Macapá, mm-hmm. in the city, cap, in the capital of the state. So they've elected their city council and they'll have runoffs on the 20th of December. Okay. So just to pick up from the last episode, there's no more chance of a woman being elected to a capital. It's just one woman mayor in capitals. Yeah, so it's two guys for the runoffs. So the senators from Amapá are, you know, trying to get their time in the spotlight with this. And for now, it doesn't seem like things are going to improve in the short or medium term. And okay. uh, and you were very sweet to ask, but there isn't anything anyone can do except make it known Okay, and I also want to give a content warning right now, because I want to talk about Black Lives Matter, Vidas Pretas Importam, here in Brazil again. So we talked about this on an episode a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and, and it was very important to me that I gave the statistics to show how this is a structural problem, but... Nothing says how structural it is. Then, two weeks later, this is what I see, this is what I have to say. Emily Vitoria, four years old, and Rebecca Beatriz, seven years old, were shot in front of their house in the city of Duque de Caxias, in the metropolitan region of Rio de Janeiro, on 4th of December. The police say that they were doing a, an operation, like a police operation in the neighborhood. But the people of the neighborhood said there was nothing going on. They just drove by and shot them. Jesus. So one of the mothers, because these two little girls were cousins, so it's an entire family that's grieving. One of the mothers says, this is all they can do. Shoot. You look, they shoot. When I saw what happened, I just picked up the docu- her documents. Uh, I don't need to read the rest. It's just very sad. You know, like I said, this is what happens here. You talk about Black Lives Matter. You talk about how black people are being killed by the police. And a few days later, this is exactly what they do. They kill two children. So this is what everyone can do, is talk about it. Tell everyone what's happening here. Let people know. Today is also 1,000 days since Marielle Franco was killed. She was a city councilor in Rio de Janeiro, and she was murdered while performing her political duties. So, I just wanted to end on a very, very sad note, apparently, to just, I don't know, make it known. Say their names. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for letting me end on that very sad note.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But okay. hey, it wouldn't be Brazil nuts if we didn't end on a depressing <laughs> note, honestly.
0: That's true.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right, then. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No. <laughs> I checked out a long time ago, I'll be honest with you. Like, my, my podcasting brain stopped about 10 minutes ago, and now I'm just a mess of emotions. I'm just a ball of emotions right now. That's all I okay. am. Okay.
0: I will sign off.
1: No, Thank it's okay. You, I got everyone. this. I've got this. I've done. No, you, you've done your bit. Let me do mine. <laughs> you, good God Almighty! It's already become the the Risa show, and then all of a sudden you want to hijack the the one bit I do I, as I, well.
0: I, I'm Fine. Sorry.
1: No, no. Yeah, well, you should be. You should be coming in here thinking you're all Raylan Givens when everybody knows you're a boy crowder. Do you think Walton Goggins listens to the podcast? No. Oh. We need to get Chris O'Donnell to start expanding his inner circle a little, don't you think?
0: <laughs> I think we need to get Walton Goggins to do the cameo.
1: Walton Goggins is on cameo. That'd be daft.
0: You don't know.
1: No, he's far too successful to be on cameo. Really.
0: I don't know. There are some pretty there's some pretty successful people there. Name one. I forget
1: anyway thank you everybody for listening we love you all deeply and tenderly like a juicy piece of fried chicken and
0: what if they're vegetarian or vegan
1: then we love them like a juicy tender piece of corn okay yeah see 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 we're all inclusive here don't you come at me with you're putting up barriers? I'm not putting up barriers. If anything, I'm knocking barriers down. Like a. I just
0: don't want to offend anyone. Thank you everyone for listening. We love you all.
1: Ginger bus that's being driven by Sandra Bullock.
0: Be good. Stay inside if you can. Wear your mask.
1: Has to go over 60 miles per hour, otherwise the bomb will go off. Anyway, okay, bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you again real soon. Take care of yourselves and each other. While you're there, though, remember to like, subscribe, follow us to all that good stuff. Where we at, yo?
0: At BrazilNutsPod.
1: Where we also at, yo?
0: BrazilNutsPod.com
1: Yes, that's right. We have a legit website. Go check it out. It's good. Kind of. I don't know. I didn't design it at all. <laughs> it's all Larissa's work. Hey! So if you hate it, it's on her.
0: And send us your questions for our mailbag episode. We're going to get toasted and answer stuff and if you don't send us questions what are we going to talk about
1: i mean i've I've got a million questions i want to ask you oh my god yeah absolutely that's
0: terrifying i mean they
1: they mostly revolve around who's your favorite host of brazil nuts (laughs) and why is it gareth that kind of question but still
0: (laughs) okay thank you everyone we'll talk to you next week
1: Yes, indeed. Take care, stay safe, be brilliant, and be beautiful. And thank you again for listening. And thank you again to Larissa for doing all the work and stuff.
0: Bye. So I have to upload a picture.
1: Okay, try and get one that's dead on, not when you've taken a selfie from above to make your eyes look bigger. Like they teach you to on the Instagram.
0: (laughs) Not just make your eyes look bigger, but also make your cheeks look smaller.
1: Is that what it does? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: I know it because I have big cheeks.
1: Maybe I should start sending nudes taken from above to make my cheeks look more rounded. Oh, boy. Brazil Nuts is an effort by Larissa Pichotto and Garrett Davis. We'd like to thank Oster Zelinski for our graphic design. We'd also like to thank the essential workers for keeping us safe. And you, our listeners, you are brilliant and beautiful. Like a Ricky Lake makeover during the 90s. Go, Ricky. Go, Ricky. And then you step out and be all like, Ha! I used to look okay, and now I still look okay. There's not much of a discernible difference, but for some reason the crowd is going bonkers, so there's that, I suppose. Not that you would need a makeover to make a crowd go bonkers. You just have to be you, because you're brilliant. Okay, thanks for listening. Baby shark, do do baby shark, do 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 baby shark, do-do-do-do, baby shark.
0: Why are you singing that?
1: Well, we got time to kill. Oh, so I can hear the birds in the background more than anything else.
0: Well, I can't do anything about the birds.
1: Neither can Hitchcock.
0: Exactly.